0: Hello, everyone. My name is Monica Gleiberman, and you're listening to Silence On Set Podcast. The Staircase. My new obsession. Yes. You are so good in it. So I wanted to ask you to start off. Obviously, there's a documentary. Yes, there's tons of information out there about the case. What made you decide to take on the role of Jim Harden because it's a lot to take it's a lot to take on as a character.
1: Well, the the most simple answer to that is the role was made available to me and I auditioned for it and I got the role. So that you know I, there there wasn't I wasn't skulking around waiting for the role of Jim Harden to come to me it it, it came it came about and I, di- I certainly didn't want to run away from the opportunity I, I when when the opportunity came to audition for it it was not handed to me I was aware of the story I'm from North Carolina I'm from Winston Salem right right near Durham so I was and I was living in Wilmington when when the case was going on so I was aware of it uh, just through media and stuff, but hadn't watched the documentary or anything until I had the audition. So I, I crammed the documentary, I, I binged it before I read for the role of Jim and watched some interviews and stuff with with Jim Harden. And I and you know I just found him to be a really earnest voice and telling of that. You know, I think, and one that I was familiar with uh, having grown up in in North Carolina. I mean, I knew I could nail it a little bit. It was, and just the story, the story was, was crazy and intricate and interesting. And yeah, I was, I was, I was so happy that it came, came into my sights.
0: Well, you definitely nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Were you in Wilmington for Wontree Hill when this was going on?
1: I, was, when, I guess I still Wondry was Wondry involved. Yeah. that Hill was shooting when the, when the, when the, when the, case, when the case was uh, going on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I came down there a couple of times and uh, interviewed all of you guys, but we were all younger. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so that's crazy. I wanted to know, I guess, also, is there, do you go into it as an actor with a different preparation when you're playing someone? And I'm sure you've gotten asked this, but when you're playing someone that's real, they're alive, and, you know, and then you can literally read, I mean, the words that he said, his opening statement, all of that kind of stuff. So do you prep differently than if you were playing a character that's... I,
1: I do. <clears throat> and I think we all took different approaches to it. I think Parker and I, we went fairly literal uh, in, in our interpretations of, of Jim and Fred, because there were such particular voices in that, in that story. So those familiar with it, I think, are very familiar with their persona. And so I think we both wanted to honor that as truly as we could and so yeah it's it's different in that you're you have something very specific that you're that you're tuning into a real person if if you erase all artistic license license and interpretation then it's it's not it's not acting it's just mimicry and so you you know you want to avoid that and make it full and fill it with yourself as well but but being that they're real people you want to i wanted to just hone in as true as possible to who jim harden was to to convey who he is and who you know who who i who he came across to to me as and we and parker and i did get to parker set up a parker posey who plays Freda black who i just adore as a person and and as an artist i think you said, i've idolized her for for years before i Realized that I was going to have the good fortune to be working with her as a scene partner. And we, anyway, she became a dear friend throughout this. She, early on, she set up a Zoom call with Jim for us. And we spoke to Jim for almost two hours. And he gave us a lot of, that was just invaluable to to have that. I was only familiar with the, the kind of uh, performative Jim Harden that you see in the courtroom or in, in interviews. And so to have this laid back conversational Jim was very very different and telling and he was able to give us uh insight not only about himself but uh Fredda black and just the the culture and the da's office and stuff like that
0: does he did this like weird question to ask i guess but uh, like i would love to talk to him so i wonder when you guys were talking is he still does it still kind of haunt him because of how it ended and because of everything did he yeah, talk
1: about I, I think every yes yeah, he's no less dug in than than he was however many years ago and he still staunchly believes what he believed then. And and uh, the same goes for David Rudolph. He's just as adamant about Michael's innocence. But yeah, they're both they're both haunted to an extent. I don't think Jim I don't think he obsesses about it, but it's it's still very present and real to him. I mean the documentary, you know, all these the the retelling of the story he certainly keeps it alive and, and you know in one's purview but yeah, yeah
0: like, and you did such a great job because I kind of viewed him I read it like the whole quirk because I was like obsessed with it when it came out and the documentary and I remember reading when his opening line and I feel like this sums him up as a person and again I've never met him but this is how like I interpret it when he he kind of comes out in the court case and, you know, and in the court and he shows her photo and he says, this is her and I'm not going to go over the minutiae and like the minor details. I'm not going to do all that stuff. And then he like walks over and then he shows this crime scene photo. And it's, you know, and it's like that shock moment of like, this was this woman and this happened to her. And he didn't do it for shock value. Like the the way I interpreted and watched him, it was very much like this to me is what happened. And like, and this is where she was like a day before that. And you yeah. guys now need to decide. So for you, when you're watching the documentary, when you're reading, you know, and doing <laughs> your stuff, how, and like, like, you know, when you got to talk to him, what do you take from each thing to kind of make yourself into Jim Harden because when I was watching it literally I forget it's you and the whole time I was going oh my god it's like Jim and then I'm going oh no no no, this is is a fictional show like I'm not watching the documentary because you guys did such a good job
1: oh well thank you that's that that's uh, that means a lot to hear yeah what I mean what did I I just I just you know I I honed in on who, who I thought who I thought he was, and and uh, he was, he did, you know, I I truly believe that he did it for, you know, this he, this was all this was for Kathleen. I mean, he is about he was about getting justice for her. He didn't care much for the the coverage, the media coverage, and all that all that stuff. I think He was very he very genuinely wanted to advocate for her and to and to see that justice was done, and he believed it. And Freda Freda Black too, she you know Freda was. She advocated for abused women. She had been a defense attorney, and I think, and because of some of her the cases that she had, she saw some really nasty people and wanted to stick it to them. And I think Michael Peterson sort of came into under that umbrella for her, and, so, and that was one of the reasons that that she got brought onto the cases. Uh, that true desire to see the justice is done for someone who cannot advocate for themselves, who's Kathleen. So anyway, just, uh, but I just, I studied Jim and I, and I I studied the, the courtroom coverage and, and Antonio was pretty careful not to do exactly word for word stuff. He didn't want to just rehash what had been told and he, he wanted a new lens on it. And part of that was the, that, that meta thing that this, our show did, which was so cool because, you know, now the documentary is this inextricable part of the telling of that story, and so you have like, you know, not it's not just your typical narrative camera coverage. Lyle, our DP, was brilliant, and he and he and Antonio they worked so well together, and like and figuring we always had doc cameras going, so they you know whether it was our coverage or not, they'd say you know we'd, we we're reminded to stay in it because there was some hidden camera back you know in the courtroom wall as there were during the case perhaps getting our coverage that we were unaware of and so that being in the courtroom those moments were so were made so real because it was so immersive with the thanks to the art department and everybody I mean our, our production designer and but because all those cameras were running all the time Even if it wasn't your coverage, you were encouraged to still be in the moment, and and so to look over and see the defense table, and to see the Peterson family. I mean, from Trini Alvarado to to Odessa, like and Tim Guinea every and Dane and Patrick and Sophie. I mean, they and 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 Colin just no nobody. Nobody shirked their responsibilities for a moment and, and we're all, we're just in it. And so to look over there, you you're never drawn out of the scene. It, it, it got really surreal in there. And so like, we really felt like we were in it and Parker put it well, it was, it was like theater in there. You just, you, you kept it running. There wasn't, you know, so often that we're, we're allowed to kind of rest on our laurels and, and film and television. But there wasn't a lot of that, especially in the courtroom.
0: It shows so much. You were you're so good, and like I said, you completely disappear and you turn into Jim, and it was so good. It was some of my favorite scenes of the show. What would you tell fans to tune in? Because it is very different than documentary. It is different than things you might have read or like looked up online. There's a lot more information. So, what would you tell fans that don't get to speak to you? Why they should tune in, and kind of watch the show and catch up. They could binge it.
1: Well, yeah, uh, t- tune in because uh, you know if if you're familiar with the documentary or court TV stuff. There's a lot that happens where the camera isn't. And this, you know, and this this show tells that story. The show tells those stories of the, of the lives that the people that were affected that you didn't get to, you were not made aware of and how how far reaching the effects of this case went. And I think that's that's what Antonio's telling of Antonio and Maggie Cohn, they're they're telling of of this extends into those corners that people were not made of people are not aware of so yeah it's not just uh, you're they're not rehashing the old stuff I mean you're getting a very full picture and you may not walk away with knowing one way or another but I think there's there's a cool thing about conceding to the truth of the subjectivity of truth itself (laughs) like you know just how many different lenses there are through which to view it
0: thank you so much and yeah it's it's very fascinating because you see it one way and then you see it another their way and how, they rush how, how, the, on, yeah. even how the show did it even that last very end of the show yeah and you're like ooh like you know so it just me ma- it really does make you think and it does give you an inside view into so many conversations we could assume happened, right? And and that we didn't get to see on the documentary. And there's so much more to everybody and so much more to Jim and so much yes. more. And you just did such a great no, job. Friends. And like I said, yeah. literally you disappeared and I learned so much more I felt like about Jim and the stuff that he went through and so much so. more for the court case. Yeah. You did, you, it was just fantastic. I, and I, and I think
1: the, the other thing I would say to people is just in the casting of this show in general, it's just is phenomenal. I mean, there's not a bad performance. Among everyone I think is just like at the top of their game in this show I and mean, just just throw a stone and there's a just brilliant performance in this and Parker Posey the, <laughs> it's all so good it's all so good yeah
0: congratulations because it's so good appreciate so- it thank you so much thank you for listening to silence on Set podcast my name is Monica Gleiberman don't forget to hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for more interviews to come